Daily Ding. I'm Zach Harper. Happy Thursday to you. We've got all your NBA action and news from Wednesday heading into Thursday. I'm joined by Big Waz and, of course, Rob Lopez. He's steering the ship left and right and right down the middle. Coming up on the show, Robert Sarver is doing Robert Sarver things once again. Kyrie and John Wall dueled it out. And Luka Doncic and Trey Young are at it again. But first... All right, we got Big Waz on. Let's get it over with. Let's Maps get there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Zach. Warriors we, 93. Hold on, hold on. Before we go on, can we please get something out the way? Okay. I was not ducking Zach Harper yesterday. Here's what I have to It was when the Bucks beat the Raptors. We fill out these things like we work at McDonald's. There's a schedule, right? Yeah, we know, and as we know, the schedule, we didn't know when the Bucks and Raptors were playing. So there's no way you could have signed up for that night. No, Raptors 113, Warriors 93. The Raptors finally beat a good team. Second time in the Steve Kerr era, which East team has swept the Warriors. Indiana Pacers did it last year. No Kawhi Leonard in this game, and Kyle Lowry, second straight game of having a good one. He had 23 points, 12 assists, five rebounds. Steph Curry was terrible, 10 points on three of 12 shooting. Abaka had a nice game. He had 20 points, 12 rebounds. Every Raptor starter was in double digits, combated uh, Kevin Durant's 37 and five. Clay Thompson had just 14 points on 14 shots. And Jonas Valanciunas left the game. Was, was Draymond Green dirty? in slapping down for the ball and dislocating Jonas Valanciunas' uh, left thumb. You know how many times I've seen that happen on a basketball court? Like, more times than probably any... That and guy takes a jump shot and steps on the person's ankle coming down. Like, those are two of the most common... Literally the most common plays in basketball. No, the only thing happened. I found funny about that is just it, because it's Draymond. Like, oh, he yeah, meant of course, to do people that. have like, to ask questions. And then, like, that should have been a foul. And then you got to show them that the actual... It's not just, like, a street ball rule that hand is part of the ball. That's a legit NBA rule. <laughs> that is in the NBA rule book. Hand is part of the it's, ball. Like, it's not one of those myths, like, ball don't lie. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah, it's none of that. Like, it's an actual rule. So, uh, no, it was a clean play, but the Raptors are dominant in this game. Couple of things, man. The Warriors didn't play particularly inspired defense. I think they missed a bunch of amazing looks that you would expect that they'd make a higher percentage of those on just a given night. But I'll say this, man. Uh, the Raptors' defense, as far as Steph Curry's concerned, they don't have a lot of spots where he can just abuse a, a switch. Right? right, and if they're going to be able to play him, switch every single off ball and on ball screen, and he can't abuse the, the switch, he becomes a lot less effective. But at the same time, whenever KD gets the ball, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, that's what people like don't understand about like this KD and stuff thing. I get it, the gravity and this and that and the third. But if you have the personnel, there's a way to neutralize Steph. The only way to neutralize KD is you know, to send extra help. And when he's playing with Steph Curry uh, and Klay Thompson, you can't send help. So the guy's unstoppable. I'm sorry. Unlike Steph, there is nobody that can stay in front of this dude on the planet. Yeah. No, I mean, mean, he's a seven-foot shooting guard. Right. Like, it's just, like that's what that's what it is. Like there is you're right. There is no stopping him. Like that's just not that's not an option. And, and yeah, I mean, and they were able the, the way you do it is you just go score a bunch of points. And that's what they did. Another thing I know we said Kyle Lowry had a great night and he's making his jump shot. But the guy just refuses to shoot a layup most of the times. Like if we're being real, like he just straight up oh. doesn't want to go oh. to the rack. He's he's Rondo hunting assists. And if and if he doesn't make his jumper, like 
They got to figure out another way to put pressure on the rim if Kyle Lowry's not going to make his pull-ups. Because the pull-up is going to force that big man to come up on pick and rolls in such a way that it opens it up, right? But if he's not going to make that and the big man gets to lay back, yeah. they got to figure have... out another way to, to pressure the rim. And they have so many cutters. They have so many guys who can yeah. who can pick and roll. Like They need him to be able to get into the lane like that. And it, it just hasn't happened lately, but he did have a good game. The other big game from the night, Pelicans 118, Thunder 114. Uh, where did the Thunder defense go? And the Thunder have the best defense in the league. They just got shredded. Pelicans had 74 points in the paint. Uh, Alex Abrinas had a chance to win the game, had a good look on a three-pointer at the end, but didn't hit it. Uh, came after a weird sequence in which Russ took a terrible three-pointer, missed it, of course, because it's him shooting a three-pointer. And then Julius Randle got fouled and missed two free throws, so the Thunder had another chance. Uh, Paul George, 25 points, 11 rebounds in this game. Also had five assists. Anthony Davis, 44 points, 18 rebounds. He was just... He was just disgusting. He was so good. He, Russ, he was Russ amazing, had 20. but he looked tired. He did. He looks exhausted. <laughs> he looks so tired. I mean, it, like you know, like <laughs> you know, like those scenes in like a like an action movie where right. it's just like it's about to the the main character is about to go against the final boss, right? right. The final fight, and you just look at it and he's just covered in blood and sweat. Yeah, blood. His clothes every, are all dirty, and it's just like he's just like, man, I got this one more thing to do. You kidding me? That's yeah. what. Anthony Davis looks like right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, we're beating a dead drum with this, like, he needs help on this team if they're going to be a serious threat. Like, besides Drew Holiday, and I love Drew Holiday, but, like, yeah. he's not the type of player. But I got to say, man, watching AD work in pick and roll, he would look amazing next to LeBron. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's, uh, again, New Orleans that is at Big Waz on Twitter, not, not at Talk Hoops. I don't want those mentions. That's all big was right there. Uh, he did get help tonight. Julius Randle had 22 points, 12 rebounds. Drew Holiday had 20 points, 10 assists. Uh, and they just, again, they shredded them inside 74 points inside on a game. They scored 118. Like that was, and they only hit, they only hit four threes in that game. Like it's not like they, they killed them from three. Like they just got everything inside. Thunder. We know, and not just person, not just from, personnel but like they also have a track record of like being much better at defending the paint than they have been so you know yeah they should they should they should be fine but they man good for the pelicans pelicans need that one it's the holiday season there's nothing better about the holiday season than unwrapping a brand new phone until you get hit with that brand new monthly bill Big wireless providers can really suck the joy out of the holidays. They unstock your stuffing. That's what I would say. But this year, don't just upgrade your phone. Upgrade your wireless provider. Switch to Mint Mobile for a limited time. Mint Mobile offering, this can't be right, the best holiday deal in the wireless that you've ever seen. Three months of service for only $20. What? That can't be right, guys. we got to check that copy. But I'm going to read it anyway. Three months of service for $20. Mint Mobile's holiday deal is only here for a limited time, 20 to total dollars, 20 American dollars. It's going to get you three months of wireless service with five, gigabyte, five gigabytes of 4G LTE data each month, plus unlimited talk and text. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. You can keep your old phone number along with all your existing contacts. It runs on the nation's fastest, most advanced LTE network. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. Take advantage of this Mint Mobile holiday deal before it's gone. Get three months of wireless for $20. I still can't believe that. Get the plan shipped to your door for free by going to mintmobile.com slash BTB. That's B-T-B, mintmobile.com slash BTB. Three months of service. 20 bucks, 
mintmobile.com slash BTB. All right, let's get to the news from Wednesday. Suns owner Robert Sarver has threatened to move the team to Las Vegas or Seattle if the city of Phoenix doesn't approve a new arena for the Suns. This is per Lori Roberts of the Arizona Republic. City Council has postponed a vote on a proposed $230 million renovation of the Talking Stick Resort Arena, which is the worst name in uh, in any sport for any arena naming rights that would keep the Suns in downtown Phoenix. Sarver's talking about moving the city council member told Laurie Roberts. Uh, he basically told me the team will go Vegas and Seattle were the two he talked about. Um, they said they don't consider it a threat. They've talked about what their options are. Robert has never uh, threatened them. He's mentioned that there are other cities that are looking for M- NBA teams. Uh, this just sounds like NBA owners doing NBA owner things. Yeah, it's just nothing more American than good old corporate welfare. That's all this is. Yeah. Like, like if you can't figure out how to pay for an arena, you own and operate an NBA team, you're a billionaire, and you can't figure out how to get this thing financed and pay for it your goddamn self without relying on the taxpayers of your city, then you're a owner. And you need to get the hell out of here. Sorry about the curse, Rob. Uh, the Suns agreed in 1992 to a 40-year lease on that arena. It has an opt-out at 30 years, which is coming up in about a little over three years. Um, yeah, like this is just what happens with with ownership. They kind of hold a city hostage. Say, I'm going to move out of here. And that's the beauty of not having a team in Seattle if you're those owners, right? Like eventually we will get a team in Seattle. But that was what the NFL went through with L.A. That's what the NBA goes through with Seattle right now. It's like you have this one where it's like, oh, well, we just get an arena up there. We get a, a, a team back there. I think it's interesting, though, like a lot of – at least, uh, you know, you can – you can only get so much from Twitter, but at least some of the sentiment I've seen on comments from the stories is a lot of people from Seattle saying, we don't want someone else's team. We want our own, which mm. I at least appreciate that bit of, uh, I don't know, solidarity I mean, amongst NBA fans in some way. We're like, I don't want to take someone else's team. No, no. They've done so much about the thunder that they can't turn around and be pro doing this. That's all this is, man. This is preemptive ass covering right here. Well, we didn't want them. Know. They just forced you go, it. You got to go to YouTube. You watch Sonic's Gate. You go there and you watch that documentary. It's actually a good documentary. It's just, you know, it's been a while. It's been a decade plus at this point, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the idea that these people wouldn't be more than happy to have a team, I don't know that they'd be happy to have Robert freaking Sarver as their yeah, owner. I think it's more they don't want Sarver than they don't yeah, want Yeah, that's what you really don't want, for yeah, sure. You just want him to sell whenever he can and, and make an insane amount of money and get him out of the league. Uh, other is to his mistress on tape. Oh, boy. <laughs> other news from the day. Uh, Steph Curry says he was joking about the moon landing. So everybody, calm down. He told kids to, you know, not believe everything they they hear. Do the research. So that's, See, that's that's the thing, Zach. Everybody calms moment. down as Jade Hoy sees. Oh yeah. Oh, Jade <laughs> Jade could not be angrier. And then uh, Phil Jackson was spotted at the Lakers facility talking to uh, Kurt Rambis, but this is apparently just a time that people happen to see him. He's apparently there quite often. Has a lot of friends. Kurt Rambis is a member of his posse. Who cares? Right. Speaking of members of the Phil Jackson posse. Derek Fisher is apparently investing in what may be a predatory lending uh, firm in some way. At least that's according to uh, Baron Davis and, and maybe Jared Dudley on some level who tweeted out against this whole idea. But uh, Derek Fisher um, is not a huge – like I wouldn't say he's well-liked by former NBA players or even current NBA players. It seems like a lot of guys do not like him. 
I just don't understand what the service Derek Fisher would actually be providing these millionaire athletes who could just take out a loan at the bank. You know, who's going to actually vet these loans and, like, you know, do their job. Uh, Derek Fisher seems to just be running a straight-up rush card situation. Or for my people who have watched Martins before, Renum Spoons! Renum Spoons! <laughs> yeah, 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 see? We serve them soup for free. Renum Spoons! <laughs> Everybody, tickets are running out. If you want to go to Boston Live, Count the Dings back-to-back live podcast show Saturday, March 2nd. It's at the end of the Sloan Conference. It's at the Middle East in Boston. Not the uh, part of the world, but it is a place, a venue in Boston. You can go watch us do our live podcast, hang out with us after, have a really good time. Tickets are on sale to the general public. VIP is sold out. But go to patreon.com slash countthedings, become a Patreon subscriber, get into the Discord, and then maybe you can get a, a VIP on the ticket on the uh, secondary market. You can go to Count the Dings Twitter or Jade's Twitter page at Jade underscore Hoy for ticket links. Again, March 2nd at the Middle East in Boston, end of the Sloan Analytics Conference. Come see our live show. Other games from around the NBA on Wednesday night. Hornets 108, Pistons 107. Weird ending to this game. Jeremy Lamb hit a game winner with 0.3 seconds left. It was a two-point shot, but the Hornets got a technical foul uh, as the Pistons inbounded the ball as after review because Malik Monk ran on the floor in celebration. So technically the Hornets had six players on the floor. <laughs> so they hit the free throw. They hit the free throw and then the desperation heave didn't go because they had to throw it full court because uh, they were out of timeouts. But it was just a weird ending. Uh, Kemba had 31. Kemba Walker, 31 points on eight of 25 shooting 11 of 13 from the field, nine assists, eight rebounds. He scored 12 of his 31 points in the fourth quarter, almost surpassing the Pistons 14 points in the fourth quarter. They just kind of fell apart. Blake Griffin, 26 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. He remains phenomenal this season and can't get much help. Although Andre Drummond did do 14 points, 13 rebounds, six blocks. Cavs 113, Knicks 106. Knicks were absolutely atrocious executing in the final minute. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier tried to draw a foul on Del Vadova, who was kind of uh, behind him. He tried to jump back into him on a, on a floater in the lane. Didn't get the foul call. Next possession after Rodney hit Rodney Hood hit a shot. Uh, they were inbounding the ball. Moutier just flat out threw the ball to Larry Nance. Just, uh, just threw it right to him because they were out of timeouts. And he was about to get a five-second call. And instead of trying to find a teammate, he just threw it to Larry Nance. Bad way of executing. Uh, that was Della Vadova's debut, his re-debut, his reintroduction to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He had 15 <laughs> points on seven shots off the bench. Jordan Clarkson led all scores with 28. Rodney Hood had 23. Frank Nielakina had 16 off the bench. Ennis Cantor with 20 points, 10 rebounds. Pacers demolished the Bucks, 113-97. Giannis was a dud. I, he, all right, he has 12 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, which for some players would be very good. He only took 7 shots in this game, though. Just was not aggressive. Um, the the Pacers really kind of handled him with their defense. Oladipo was back after missing 11 games. He had 12 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. Thad Young was huge, 25 and 11, had five steals, four assists. Chris Middleton continues to struggle, 10 points on 18 shots. Bledsoe led the team with 26. Miles Turner had 23 points. Uh, what did you see from this game loss? I think this is one of those classic re- regular season, just malaise, just long season, just we don't have respect for the Pacers, so we're not up for this game. Like, th- like in the first half, they were just straight up giving up layups, right? Right, and right. And as you and I know, the Bucks' main mission in life is to not give up layups, even if it's to the, if it's to the detriment of 
you know, actually winning games as far as giving up all kinds of threes to every single team they play, they were giving up layups all first half, which is an indication to me that they're straight up not trying. Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem like they brought it in this game. A little bit like watching the Warriors against the Raptors tonight, right? It yeah. just kind of seemed like it was just like, yeah, we're here, but we're not really into this game for whatever reason. Uh, Nets 127, Sixers 124. Uh, this game was not as quite as close as the final score would lead you to be. The Sixers scored 12 points in the final minute of the game, but it was always at least a two-possession game until the last four seconds. Spencer Dinwiddie. Huge off the bench, 39 points off the bench. He continues to be a monster. Ben Simmons had 22 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Joel Embiid, 33 points, 17 rebounds, six assists, six turnovers with no Jimmy Butler there because of that groin injury. Uh, maybe he likes his usage and his role more, but they got the loss. Nets shot 43 free throws in this game. Celtics 130, Wizards 125 in overtime. Celtics, Celtics have now won seven straight. Uh, Al Horford will miss at least a few games after being diagnosed with uh, some kind of pain syndrome. I don't know that word. A patellofemoral pain syndrome in his left knee, according to Brad Stevens. John Wall's best game of the season, I think. 34 points, 13 assists. He was really good in this game. Kyrie had uh, 38 points, two huge three-pointers, one in John Wall's eye on that left side. Uh, as he went on to kind of win this game in overtime for them. Bradley Beal sent it into overtime following his own missed free throw to get a bucket. Uh, he finished with 22 points. And Marcus Morris had 27. And after the game said, we just tried to move the ball. We knew that they were going to give up on plays if we got side <laughs> to side. Because everyone knows fair. the Wizards hate each other. Fair, fair. But y'all got to play better defense than that if that's going to be your hallmark. Also, just a side note. Paul Pierce was was doing the halftime show and he was way too goddamn happy about Kyrie uh, making that 50 footer to to sort of ice the game. Big shot maker, big shot taker uh, was his quote. It, it just irked me sitting on my couch. It's just <laughs> I don't know why it just pissed me off. <laughs> Grizzlies 92 Blazers 83 CJ McCollum had 40 points. 40 of the Blazers, 83 points, 40. No one else helped him. Dame Lillard was terrible. He had 14 points and 18 shots. Yusuf Nurkic went one for 15 in this game. Mike Conley led the Grizzlies with 23. Uh, all Blazers not named CJ McCollum shot 26.6% in this game. And Jaron Jackson Jr. had 14 points for the Grizzlies as they just used suffocating defense once again. Uh, the battle of Luka Doncic versus Trey Young is now tied at 1-1 in their career series Mavs 114 Mavs 114 Hawks 107 Luca had 24 points 10 rebounds 6 assists he shot 15 free throws in this game Trey Young with 24 points 10 assists he was 11 of 20 from the field uh, 20 and 17 for John Collins who remain he looked so good this season Harrison Barnes had 25 points Dirk Nowitzki according to our friend uh, Tim McMahon is expected to make his season debut Thursday night versus Suns Jazz 111 guys guys hold on wait guys Trey TL is going to be pretty fucking good. I, I I whispered that one, Rob. I don't think you have to believe it. No, you still got to. Yeah, you still got to. <laughs> it's just a softer bleep, I think. Yeah, Trey's. Trey, yeah, they're both good. They're both good players. No, no, Luca's like, obviously, we all knew he was going to be. A, well, not new, but it was like everybody agreed that he was going to be a really good pro just based off of what he already did in the pro league. But I think Trey Young, it was a little bit iffier. I don't think that many people were high on him. I think. 
The only person who I know for a fact was like, yo, this guy should be considered number one pick was Nate Duncan. He just liked his upside. He liked his, his court I mean, vision. No, like, number, one, number one pick is aggressive, but he can pass. He can really pass the ball. He's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not good the Miami Heat, at least not tonight. 111-84, Jazz win this game. Jazz were up 47-17 at one point in the second quarter. Donovan Mitchell had 21 points. Rudy Gobert had 10 points, 11 rebounds. No Goran Dragic in this game. Rudy Gobert did say something to the effect of if the refs continue to not do anything about him being fouled, he'll hand Handle it himself with players. Rudy Gobert is getting tough, Juan. And then, okay. uh, relax, hacksaw Jim Duggan. And then Kings 141, Wolves 130. No defense in this game. Kings could not miss from deep. They went 19 of 38 from downtown. Bielitsa had uh, 25 points, five rebounds in a revenge game. Carl Anthony Towns, 19 points, 11 rebounds. Wiggins had 25 points. Buddy Heald had 20. Uh, Bogdanovich and Bagley both had good point, good games off the bench with 20 and 17 points respectively. Derrick Rose at 20. Dario Sarge had 18 for the Wolves. Uh, Wolves just could not stop anybody. And this Kings team remains feisty. Yeah, they look good. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm somebody who thought it was a fluke, particularly because their best players are still really, really, really young guys who I was never particularly high on. But, man, they, they're showing some stuff. All right, let's do the line of the night. Anthony Davis had 44 and 18 in the win over the Thunder. Spencer Dinwiddie at 39 career high plus five assists in the win over Philadelphia. CJ McCollum at 40 points in the loss to Memphis and Kyrie Irving with 38 and seven in the win over Washington. Who gets your line of the night? I got to go with Spencer Dinwiddie for, for one reason and one reason only. I've never watched him play an NBA game end to end. And everybody's told me that he's a really good player and he's scoring 40 points in an NBA game. So he's got to be at least decent. You know who's getting my line tonight, Waz? This is a little self-serving. The Minnesota Timberwolves broadcast team, Jim Peterson and Dave Benz, because they shouted me out on the broadcast. Oh, wow. They said, they, they, you know, I, I sent them a tweet about something, and they, they shouted me out, talked about how I was one of the main uh, Wolves bloggers and getting that writing scene going up. So, yeah, they get the, they get the line of the night because they give me some love. How about that? Our buddy Zach Harper said he would wear white pants if he can get a jersey, too. <laughs> I have Zach's a former Minnesota blogger who did a great job and kind of he, he kind of really started the great blogging scene in Minnesota as Wiggins gets the nice finish. Think about where all of the great blog sites that have come through have started. And Minnesota has as good a writers. I mean, we, we're so blessed in Minnesota to have all the great websites that that write and cover the Minnesota Timberwolves. Zach Crawford was one of them, right? Well, now Zach's working for the Athletic. They're all, they're all working for the athletic. <laughs> who isn't working for the athletic at this point juncture? Wow, that's that's pretty cute. Uh, did they give any love to Miles Brown, another they, pioneering Wolves blogger? They did not, but I mentioned him in my Instagram post when I posted the video. Yeah, Miles is fine. He's got money. He doesn't. He's he's good. <laughs> By the way, go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Count the Dings. Check out all the back-to-back shows. Nerd she wrote comes out today. Uh, we've got uh, BOMM on its own podcast feed. Be sure to subscribe to that. Uh, new Woke Bros coming up later in the week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Daily Ding, as well as Kian Fahey's NFL Pod, The Interceptable, and, of course, The House of Strauss. Thanks for waking up with us. Go to work, brush your teeth. Not in that order. Waz, do you have a ding-ding for us? Ding-ding. Wash your ass. <laughs>